0: This is Bluebird Integrative Pediatrics Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Sherry Standing. Join me as I connect with other professionals whose work parallels my own. Parents wonder if they have what it takes to make their kids healthy. I believe that they do. Tune in while I talk to my guests as we explore integrative and functional medicine topics as they relate to kids. I'm with Shelly Greth and Susan Straka from TACA. They're co-coordinators of the TACA group, and so I wanted to talk with them today and learn more about TACA. So mm. welcome.
1: Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So tell us about TACA. What does it stand for? Sure. TACA stands for Talk About Curing Autism. We are a nonprofit um, national organization. And really what our mission is, is to educate and support families uh, along the autism journey. When you're first diagnosed, it can be very lonely and isolating and just overwhelming. So our goal is to kind of meet families and um, support them, let them know they're not alone. There's other people that know what they're going through and then connect them with the resources and professionals that can kind of help them with their treatment plan for their child. And the talk about curing autism part, we get some questions about that yes, because people say, the cure what part. are you talking yeah. about? There's no cure for autism. And we realize that. But really what we're talking about is treating the underlying medical issues that a lot of our kids have that are oftentimes just dismissed as part of autism. So we're looking at treating gut issues. A lot of our kids have leaky gut, uh, yeast overgrowth. We're looking at their immune function. Many of our kids have sleep issues. We're looking at food intolerances. That's a big one. When we took away gluten and casein from my son, we saw big changes in behavior. And that's kind of what it's about. It's a lot of times when our kids have these issues, they don't feel well. And like any of us, when we don't feel well, we don't behave well. So, we find that when you can address those underlying issues, our kids feel better and they behave better and they can just have a better quality of life.
2: Yes. Well, and also just to back up a little bit to TACA. So, it was founded by Lisa Ackerman. Her son was diagnosed at two and a half, and she went to three different doctors, and they all told her that her son needed to be institutionalized, all of them. And she was not having that, of course. And so she um, went to the internet and Put her name and address out there and said, "Anyone here, you know, uh, that has an autism diagnosis um, and, and isn't happy with what your doctors are telling you, um, come meet at my house. Here's the address." <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I think what ten families showed up, yes. and that's kind of how, you know, over time, Taco was kind of established and just starting with like supporting families and just kind of going from there. So and
0: making a community, yes, right.
2: just yeah. finding your people and tribe and like coming together and brainstorming.
1: And now there's close to 37 chapters across the country. Is that right? So, yeah. um, you know, California has several chapters because it's such a large state, yes. but um, we've, in the last couple months, added four new chapters. So it's exciting. It's really growing.
2: Which is sad, too. It's sad on one hand that autism is obviously not getting better, but we're happy that people are getting, you know, the
0: support they need in the states, too. Mm-hmm. So, what do you do in the TACA group, like when you
1: meet?
2: Well, we try to have like a monthly coffee talk meeting. And so we'll have it at a local coffee shop. But since Susan and I are volunteers, it really kind of just depends on our schedule. So we get together. It's free to anyone. We put it on our Facebook page. Sometimes we'll have like a speaker come and talk about, you know, either a doctor or a therapist, talk about, you know, their profession. Sometimes we just sit together and go around the room and talk about, you know, what's going on with your child. and really just offer support and brainstorm solutions. You know. Yes. Right. And and we're
1: just very really, solution focused. We're trying yes. to help people, you know, find the answers that they need to help their child.
2: We understand that people are, you know, they, we meet them where they're at. And so sometimes, you know, we, we want it to be like a positive. We want them to go away with hope rather than, Oh my gosh, this is happening to me, right. which we all have been there, but we want them to leave with a plan and something You know, to do, you need to keep moving forward, doing something instead of just, oh my gosh, this is happening. You need to do something to change, you know, Mm -hmm. your outcome. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of what we really
0: want. Kind of empowering people to take action. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
1: definitely.
0: And you know, so many resources that helps a lot. Yes. And that's how it seems like people don't know who to, where to go or who to ask or who's going to be a good listener to them and, and help their specific problem.
1: And sometimes we don't have the answer, but we know who they can contact yes, to get the we do not so, know all the answers at, at all. all. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, referring people. And, and even a, another big thing is, like, uh, a lot of people hear about the medical waivers and they want to know how to get on those. So then we can connect people with that resource and learn about that or learn about primitive reflexes and, you know, the different providers that offer that service.
0: Can you talk individually about your own your own? Sure. Like sure. stories that sure. really have brought you into this organization yeah. and you're interested in well, Sure.
2: Okay. So, my son, Ben, was diagnosed around six. So, he, you know, was later. And so, our story is just a little different. Maybe not. In my mind, I always thought autism was like Rain Man, and that's all really that I knew about it. So, and then, you know, kids that maybe just didn't talk or just were very quiet. So, my son was not at all like that. He was very social. And he just kind of started doing some things like around three where he would love to vacuum. And so we're like, oh, great. It's oh, he's not, he loves it's the not yes. <laughs> know. But then he would um, just, if we would be in the living room and we would step in his lines, like, don't step in my lines. Oh. But then at the time still, we thought, well, you know, he's just... Um, that age where he just wants it his way. So um again, we just kind of kept kind of thinking that's just how he is for his age. And but then he kind of moved on to other things like lawn mowing. So then he just loved to watch the people at our neighbors' lawn uh, mow their lawn and and ask neighbors, you gonna mow tonight?" And then just oh. watch them, you know. And again, everyone's like, "Oh, because he liked the pattern mowing. of it in the back of He just forest, it's he just would really, stare like, at them and yeah, watch. The yes, right. and again, yeah. we just thought, okay, well our kid likes to mow and everybody else kind of encouraged it too and so we just really thought okay but then it came to the point where he just like I remember my husband coming out from work and we're supposed to mow that night and so Ben was like oh dad's gonna mow and he wasn't mowing he was just watching him Mm -hmm. and so it was raining and so we couldn't mow yeah and so he just was like devastated just like oh my god you know and just it was like hurting him like that couldn't happen and so we're uh. like oh my gosh we have some problems um and so you know soon after that is when he got diagnosed he still likes to mow so that being no more <laughs> so mowing is yes <laughs> darn it he does a, a teenager yes. <laughs> so he doesn't he's 12 now he'll be 13 in november but so we really realized that finding his underlying issues that were kind of driving those ocd behaviors and treating those Um, That's really what made a difference for him because he also has hands and pandas. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when we treat those issues, he now looks kind of more typical. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of people are like, oh, what? That's surprising he has autism. And so he's just come so far because of how much work
1: you know, he's done. So. And you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's
2: kind of our okay. story.
1: So. And my journey is very similar. Um, my son was older when he was diagnosed. He was about seven. We initially thought maybe he had ADHD. You know, we just didn't really know. I mean, he had behaviors, but we really couldn't put our finger on it. Um, he had a lot of perseveration that started when he got into kindergarten, and so finally we got the diagnosis as well. And at that point, we were seeing a psychiatrist and just really doing kind of the traditional medicine route. I mean, that's what we knew, so we did that. But what we found was the doctor just wanted to keep putting him on more meds and. The meds might work for a little while, but they were never lasting, and then they would want to increase them. And we just got to a point where we were like, this isn't working, and we didn't feel good about having him on all those meds and at the levels he was at, so... We learned about a maps provider in Iowa, and this was prior to you becoming <laughs> one. Uh, so this was several years ago, and we decided, you know what? What do we have to lose? We mm-hmm. have nothing to lose. We're gonna just check this out, and I can say it was the best decision we ever made. We, um, the first step we did was to change his diet, and I thought that that would be impossible. When yeah, it's I, hard, I just isn't thought there's it? no way I'm my sure. son lived on cheese sticks yes. and Googers, <laughs> yeah. and you know, drank milk all the time. And I'm like, you're telling me to take away milk. But it was a great decision and it made a huge difference in his behavior. And he's 14 now and he still sticks to the diet. And what's great about it for anybody out there who's struggling with their younger kids and enforcing the diet, stay with it. Because eventually what happens is they make the connection yes. between how they feel and what they eat. Yes. They try
0: eating those things and then they, realize they, recognize. they exactly. recognize the connection. And
1: now he says it's not worth it. And I'm like, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> because there were many years where I was like, Nope, Nope. You can't yes. have it. Can't have it. You know? And he would have a meltdown and I felt terrible because I'm like, gosh, his life is hard enough. Can no. he eat a piece of pizza? But You know, um, it really has made a difference. So, yeah, I encourage anyone who is feeling frustrated and, you know, wanting to know if there's a different route to look into it because there are a lot of good things that can happen. And like anything in life, it's hard when you first start it, but then you get going and it gets easier. And that's where TACA can come into because we can help you with the diet. We have great resources um, that can just support you. So it's a wonderful organization. Yeah, we're, okay. We feel blessed yes. that we found it. It's made Absolutely. a difference for us, mm-hmm. for sure.
2: And you know, even
1: it, talking about
2: diet again, too, just I feel like a lot of information out there is saying, "Oh gosh, the diet." You know, you really there's not anything to that. You know, I I remember one psychologist telling us, "Well, you know, he doesn't really have any true allergies." Right. So if you really want to put your family through that, and I you know I walked out of the office, and my husband's like, "Great, we don't have to do the diet." I'm like, we're doing <laughs> it. We're doing it. <laughs> So he's like, oh, okay. But I really recognized because at the time, you know, again, my son was drinking milk and loved cheese. and like, you know, he's fine. And so until again, we went to see a MAPS doctor. Um, we did labs and realized well, he has these deficiencies, calcium being one of them. And so you know, I was like, well, how's that possible when he's eating all this? And and so obviously he had like leaky gut. And so so in my mind at the time, I thought, well. You know, there's a lot of people out there who do think the same way. They think, well, why? My kid, you know, he doesn't need to be on a gluten-free, dairy-free diet because he likes it. They like the food. Well, they all like it. But the more they Mm -hmm. want it, the more they're resistant. They probably shouldn't be eating it. Right.
1: Well, and sleep is a big issue, too. We have a lot of families come to us and say, my child won't sleep. I have that issue with my son. He did not sleep well until we really started seeing the MAPS provider and cleaned up his diet. He had a lot of yeast overgrowth. He used to um, chew on his shirt and the sleeve. And again, you know, our psychiatrist was just like, that's just autism. And then when we treated the yeast overgrowth, he stopped doing that. And now that's one of the first signs that I get, even today, Mm -hmm. that he's got a yeast issue going on because now he doesn't chew on his shirt, but he'll put like caps in his mouth. And he's just all of a sudden doing more oral things Mm -hmm. like that. So um, it's interesting. And yeah, I mean, sleep is huge. So if you can get your child to sleep.
0: The whole family's affected, not just the child, by whether they can sleep and sometimes just improving sleep and improving their gut and constipation and abdominal pain makes such a difference. Well, just even constipation
2: too. That's another thing where we're like, oh gosh, no, he's not constipated, you Mm -hmm. know, he goes to the bathroom all the time. And it's like you really don't know until, you know, right. you get the x-ray and say, oh, well, I guess they are. So mm-hmm. it's just amazing how just going to the bathroom and getting cleared up, how that affects their behavior. And so mm-hmm. it's it's really amazing until you actually see it and know that it's it does, you know, just that alone um, just changes their behavior. So mm-hmm. it's amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah. But these changes are hard and it's... I just think it's so valuable to have taka and your group and the support and your experience, and mm-hmm. it really helps people if you're new to it to Definitely. know that other people have gone before them and you how hard it is and it's
1: yeah. really valuable, really valuable what you do, yeah um, well, and we enjoy it, and you know it is nice. I really appreciate the group and Shelly and this uh, partnership that we have doing Taka because it is hard. And a lot of times you're going against kind of what everybody else is doing. And even, mm-hmm. you know, family get togethers and holidays can be very challenging yes. because, oh you know, uh, family, I mean, well-meaning, sorry, grandma, but it's like, you know, can't he just have Why, this one time? Hurt once. Yeah. Right. You know, oh. it's just one bowl of ice cream and, yeah. you know, and again, you feel like you're this mean <laughs> mom, but yet, you know, nobody else is around yeah. a day or two later when everything <laughs> falls apart, apart because of the ice cream. So um, that's where, again, having a group that understands and is like, you can do this yes. and, you know, mm-hmm. just stay strong. Support so, each other and right. Encourage them. And yeah, because yeah. the holidays are coming up.
2: Yes. So exactly. And
0: Halloween and candy. Yes. And it's just, I mean, so it's many... just one thing after the Halloween, Thanksgiving, yes, Thanksgiving Christmas. Thanksgiving. It is. Yes. We're so it focused on going
1: candy. And one thing I know we used to do with our boys was there's some area dentists that will pay you for your candy.
0: Yes, and so we
1: would do that because my boys started oh, to get to be the idea. age where they were we, motivated by yeah. money. So I'm like, <laughs> we do gift
2: Done. cards. We were like, turn in your candy, you get a gift card. And so And my kids are kind of to the point where they don't really like candy. I'm like,
0: (laughs) yeah. Oh, but if you can get paid for it.
2: Yes. And, you know, it's just, you just do what you have to do. So that's what we do. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But just kind of sharing those tips too, like at our meetings too. Those are things like, okay, you know, maybe to other people, they think you pay your kids to take, you know, but that's just what we do. I mean, because you need them to be healthy and we see what happens when they eat the candy.
0: So, That's, yeah, as long as they're motivated by the money. Yes, I yeah. went to, like, my oldest daughter, I offered her money for something once it was in the garden, <laughs> and she said, Mom, money doesn't mean a thing to me.
1: Oh my god, <laughs> okay, That's you're like, Okay, I'm gonna have to find out what your currency is. Oh my gosh.
0: So, how do people get in touch with you if they're interested? How do they join sure. up with your group? What happens when they contact you? The first time, yeah. And people
1: can contact us various ways. I mean, if you go onto the TACA website, there is a link to all of the chapters, and that would be a way to contact us. Or we do have a Facebook page. It's just TACA Iowa. People can message us on that. That's also if you like our page, that's a good way to stay up to date on our events. Uh, we post our coffee talks on there. Um, if we're having a speaker present, we post that. Um, Shelly does a great job too, of just posting inspirational things. Um, a lot of times it's reposted from like our, our main, main yeah. um, Facebook page, but again, you know, I feel like all of those things are just ain't more encouragement mm-hmm. for everyone that you're not in this, um, alone. Yeah. Other people understand. So
2: well, one thing too, I think, um, when people come to our a meeting, um, it, they're all free. And so there's no fee that you don't have to sign up to be a member. You mm-hmm. just come to the meeting um, bring a coffee and, um, and that's just it. And so people who come for the first time will get a journey guide. And so it's basically everything that's you ever would work. want yes. yes, when you get a diagnosis. Yes. So, so much information. Um, and a lot of that information is on the, their website too, but this is just a book that you can take home and it's like the Bible it is. for autism it is. families. Uh-huh. So, it is. so it's just pretty, um, so we, we really, like I said, like to have people leave with Something to do, and this really gives them
1: um, a tool to do something different. And for families who can't make a meeting, because I know sometimes we have people that will contact us that are in rural parts of Iowa or just different parts of Iowa where there isn't a TACA chapter. The website is a great resource. We also have um, parent mentors, so someone can sign up, and this is a free service. You can sign up to be assigned a one-on-one mentor. It's somebody who's been doing working with a MAPS provider for several years. They they know a lot about different you know, treatments and they can help you and kind of give you a little bit more one-on-one support. Um, the other thing I'll mention is webinars. We have uh, live webinars that um, anyone can have access to. And it just, it's great because it's speakers from all across the country that are autism experts. I mean, there are a lot of the ones that are speaking at Um, MAPS conferences and TACA conferences. So uh, that's another great way to be able to be connected and learn more.
2: Well, I think, I don't know if you mentioned the TACA, our um, national Facebook group, it's a private Group where you can join, and it's just like having a million mentors right there. Yes. And so, yes, the hope uh, and help, yes, yes. The help and help. And again, there's files on there about you know diet, aggression, just bedwetting, all these issues that we, you know, as parents, kids with autism have. Um, so that's just it's an amazing group. They just started that, I think, just last year, and so we really direct people to that as well. Too again, if you're not in, um, an area where there is a chapter, they can go to that page too. And, and I think there's a few questions that um, are asked Mm -hmm. and and then to make sure you're you're... not a
0: robot. Yeah,
2: exactly. Exactly. Right. So yes. So yeah, yeah,
1: we have, if anyone is interested, we do have a national conference every year. It is in Orange County, California. It's, um, in October, it's coming up October 19th, 20th, 21st. And, um, got a great lineup of speakers. Um, Temple Grandin is going to be giving the keynote. So we're excited about that. And we plan on doing our own, um, coffee talk then in November to kind of do a recap of what we've learned and sort of share all to those golden nuggets. So yeah, Yeah, let me know. Definitely, It's amazing. There's usually
2: a list of tips and I, you know, like take these tips and it's just because you learn so much. Yeah, you do. And
1: really for people, no matter where they are on the journey, um, and where your child is on the spectrum, there is something for you. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much. I really you appreciate so much it yeah. your time. Yeah. Thanks, for, Thanks having us. for having us.
2: Appreciate
0: it. You've reached the end of another episode of Bluebird Integrative Pediatrics Radio with Dr. Sherry Standing. Thanks for listening. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our website at bluebirdintegrativepediatrics.com. It would mean the world to me if you could leave a review at iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you.